0: Alright, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. If it's 5 o'clock somewhere, wherever you're at, I wish I were with you. Um, Nonetheless, I hope this is a podcast that you can listen to today to bring a little bit of joy um, into your space, wherever it is, in your office, in your car, with your family, going to Disney, I don't know, uh, a couple of places I wish I were right now, but then again, where else would you be? Where else would you rather be? Excuse me, than right here, right now. Um, yeah, I uh, I've been tracking, obviously, everything every other Bills fan has been tracking on social media. It's uh, still uh, really hard to figure out the the tone um, to keep, even when making a podcast, because you're you're trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, wh- where do we go to from here? You know and I feel like that's something that uh, you know we, we are constantly doing uh, just in life right you're always trying to figure out where do you go to from here and I feel like as a community with uh, the tragedy that obviously is just circling or circulating over our heads and is constantly just in our face every day um, you know it's it's hard to, to 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 figure out you know how we're going to get through this um, but you know just like things in the past, the best way through things like this is together. And I think what we've been seeing is a community that is not going to stand for racism and hatred, that is not going to crumble to, uh, you know, cowardness and um, just evil. You know, I, I think that th- this city of Buffalo is is showing what it's made of right and um, I, th- I think as fans it doesn't matter where we're at you know I'm, I'm all the way out here in the desert uh, miles and miles and miles away from uh, Niagara Falls and you know I it just hit it hit home again this week um, really digesting the situation even more um, and you know obviously we're going to talk about Bills in a little bit here but uh, you know Again, you know, just ton of respect to these players and people who are using their platform to um, be there for people and, and 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 do something rather than nothing. Um, I hope that if you're listening, if if you're if you're hurting, if you're broken about this, um, you know, just know you're not alone. Um, you know, I in my last podcast I spoke about. Uh, situation, but you know, I think I'm gonna open up a little bit more for the first time ever about this. And you know, I I was up one time a long time ago uh, when I was living in Florida once upon a time, and I lived close to about I'd say about five to ten minutes away from Pulse, the nightclub in Orlando, Florida. And I remembered. Being up, pretty much until five thirty a.m., waiting for my brother to call. Um, this is hard to talk about. <laughs> um, to call and text, anything, somebody, anyone. Um, and I didn't, I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything back. And it wasn't until literally lunchtime the next day after the Pulse shooting happened that I finally heard my brother's voice and I I was angry at him. I'll never forget that. I was so confused, so hurt. You know, then I had nothing to say when I found out after I let him have it that he actually had a friend that had an AK round stuck in his leg and they were trying to figure out what to do with that. You know, just graphic stuff. Um, you know, I... I don't know what else to say, but that I, I'm, you know, I feel for you guys that are that are dealing with this on a very personal level. You know what I mean? Because these things are happening everywhere, and it, and it's very frustrating because, um, no matter where you stand or what you believe in, um, it's it's really it's it's a really hard thing to try to figure out, um, and and try to believe that this is the right way or that's the right way. It's like, it, it is, absolutely the most difficult thing that I think our country is going through. I um, mean, it's hitting home so hard, but I think that the one thing I will stand on and I will believe true is that love will conquer this and it always has. And that's where I stand. And I'm, I'm I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we, 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 we can definitely as a community and as a fan base, you know, come together even more. Um, and not, not try to just sweep this under the rug, you know, next week because, uh, a basketball game's on or something, you know. I think that uh, you know you gotta deal with stuff that's as serious. And um, yeah. Thank you again for listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, I'm trying not not to go too. Uh, it's hard, man. You you want to talk about football again and you want it, but it's this is this is hard to just act like it's not happening, right? Um, but I hope that uh, just with whatever I had to say, you can tell I'm trying to be transparent. I'm not trying to just be, um, you know weird with my words or whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm just trying to be as real as possible. Um, I haven't really been ever much that open about, you know, kind of who I am (laughs) and what I do, but, you know, I enjoy doing this. Um, this is, this is my, this is my hobby on the side. You know, I am a full-time active duty, um, airman in the air force with my wife as well. And, um, yeah, I mean it's 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 cool. I've been I've been meeting a lot of cool fans and um out here in Vegas. And let me tell you, man, what what what's buzzing around here is, man, I'm, I'm about a book. I'm about to go buy a ticket to go see the Bills in LA. Uh just it's it's so cool. Um, you know, meeting so many different people with this career. Uh, just I volunteer in different things, and you know, you run into all kinds of interesting people who are involved in the sports world and in, 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 media and and stuff like that. And it's, it's been really interesting. Um, and it keeps me motivated wanting to do this podcast because it's, it really feels like I'm connected on a, on a different level of, um, I guess understanding how certain things work and it's, it's kind of cool. I know like a lot of guys are starting to evolve. Like you look at Jay Spence, um, God bless you brother. I know that, um, you know, you're taking this news, um, a lot heavier than a lot of people just because of how close it hits to home. And I understand, and my heart and my prayer goes, God goes with you all the time. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm really proud of him and what he's been able to do. And, um, you know, it's interesting. So I got a friend that is actually a LA Rams fan and him and I had a good talk. Like we were actually just throwing the football the other day and, I was like, we're well, like yelling across yelling across the field as we're throwing to each other. And I'm just like, why hasn't anyone given more light to the fact that the Rams got Bobby Wagner? And, and, you know, for me, this first matchup, and today we're gonna get talk, we're gonna talk about the Bills, we're gonna talk about the offensive line, but this matchup is just buzzing right now. Um it's it's so crazy that Sean McVay always finds away. <laughs> and so does Sean McDermott. And I, And that's what makes this matchup so interesting. Um, you know, you talk about players, right? We talk about Bobby Wagner. I think Bobby Wagner is going to be great for what they do. Um, but Von Miller is going to be great for what the Bills do. And you, you talk about players, you talk about acquisitions, and they're happening left and right, obviously, right? But... You have to admit, if ever there was a year where the coach is going to stand out, the best coach in the NFL is going to stand out with talent, it's this year. And this is such a testing year. This this year is the year of the test for everything and everyone in this Bills organization. And I think in, in a lot of organizations right, who have invested heavily in a player's draft capital, you name it. Um, and that's what makes this first matchup against the Rams so interesting because it is, it is literally a its it, it's it's seeing how close the bills are and even though right the Rams do not have certain pieces they had last year they still reloaded um and, and it's gonna show off right away if the bills, are set and ready to go this year because we reloaded the defensive line like no other and we reloaded the running back position but there is one position group in particular I want to talk about and it is the offensive line (laughs) you talk about trying to go offensive on a team oh my gosh this line has nowhere to go but up I mean basically dropping down Around and I've looked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say they're 17 just 17th ranked just because of PFF. I am saying that based off of several lists that I've gone through, I'm gonna leave the Bills. Let's picture the Bills are 15th to 18th on the list as far as offensive line goes. And you come to wonder, right, a team that has the greatest offensive line in football. We're eliminated. All right, follow me. We're eliminated in the wild card round against the San Francisco 49ers. That is the Dallas Cowboys. And you 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 start to wonder, okay, then how do we really analyze this position group? How do we really understand how big of an effect they're having? Well, for one, it is showing that the Bills are compensating a lot for what they do through Josh Allen. Josh Allen is used to running for his life. And when he runs for his life, he makes plays happen and it's in his DNA. And I'm wondering, right? We want it. We it, It's almost like you, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I was in the chat recently and I, 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 setting capitals, capital letters, just Josh is a peacock. You got to let him fly. Like as much as we want to believe that having a top five offensive line is going to do the trick, it, it's not going to hold back Josh Allen from being Josh Allen. What is What it is going to do is create a very, very effective running game. See there is where the pieces start to come together it's not that Josh is going to sit there, right? And just deliver the ball like a statue like Tom Brady. I'm sorry I got news for you. For me, I do not believe that he is going to ever be comfortable being like that. I think he likes to run around. He's like a kid in a candy store, he wants to try every single freaking flavor and he's going to be who he is and that's that's just it. Josh is going to be Josh. And Yes, it's going to help to protect him and his body and his health, but if he knows no one's getting open, one, two, three, he's looking around, he's probably going to run outside of the pocket to make something happen and not sit there just too long to let someone have a whack at him. Now, this group has reloaded as well. Obviously, we know that with uh, Saffold um, and and getting, ready, uh, getting rid of Feliciano, um, you know, uh, there's been a lot of movement with the Buffalo Bills offensive line. Um, and it's interesting, right? There, there's there's bitterness now <laughs> coming from the media uh, after he, uh, Feliciano was on Ariel Helwani's show and just talked about how, yeah, the Bills probably would have wiped him out had there been some kind of grit. Well, I'm going to say something that a good friend of mine, Steve Maith, said a while back, and I quote him as he specifically said this, and I I thought it was so interesting and so true. He said to me, because I asked him, I said, "What, what about Feliciano? I mean, I like what he does, his aggressiveness. He goes, yeah, but let me stop you, Steve. And I'm Steve as well. Here's a guy that shows the tenacity and the aggressiveness after the whistle. What about before the whistle? In between the whistles, right? We don't see that. We see him getting blown up. We see him missing assignments. We see him not winning one-on-ones. Frequently. And the Bills had to do a ton of shuffling, bring Ike Bucker into the situation. They ended up releasing Williams, which was interesting. I mean, rotating him around, and then obviously Spencer Brown, and now you have the anchor with him and Deion Dawkins at the tackle spots. And interior offensive line is going to be very interesting to see what the Bills... Um, solidify as whether uh, you know the their veterans are going to stay or they're not, but you know it it, it goes to show you know with Bates, Bucker, Dawkins, Spencer, Mitch, they, they they got some continuity there, and bringing in Saffold is going to definitely bring that effectiveness with the aggressiveness, right? This is a guy who opened up holes for Derrick Henry. Surely he can do the same in this offensive line for a guy like Devin Singletary and James Cook. And it's interesting, right? He he had some stuff to say about the Bills, basically saying that he could have provided that edge. And, you know, this is something that I believe the Bills were looking for the entire year. I'm not saying that he was right, but what I am going to say is maybe he had a point as to what the bills needed. Maybe he couldn't provide it. And I believe he couldn't provide it. (laughs) I I don't think him getting on the field and uh, letting someone pop Josh Allen in the chin full steam ahead was going to uh, solve anything, no matter how aggressive he was in trying to fight the guy after. It's not what we need. We need a guy who can play. we We need a guy who's aggressive. Um, it was interesting for him to, you know, for him to say that. Oh, it just looks like they were just playing football. Well, news for you, Feliciano. That's kind of what happens when you have two future Hall of Famers slinging the ball around against two defenses that were both missing their star players, Tre'Davious White and Tyron Matthew. That's what it looks like. When they both get hot and the moon is full, that's what it looks like right there. And it's once in a lifetime we're gonna see a. Shootout like that in the playoffs. He should be a, he should have been thankful rather than judgmental on that sideline. You know we're gonna see his true colors, being a starter over in New York, having to protect a DJ over there. You know we'll we'll see what happens. But um, look, this position group is linked to a lot of history last year, that the Bills, I mean, we're going to look back, right? Man, what if they would have played just a little better down certain stretches, had better continuity, you name it, right? Um, injuries plague them, we can say that. But this is, this is where I think injuries play a part. It's when you play out of who you are. And I think that this is what this offensive line, I believe, found towards the end of the year. Ken Dorsey was a part of that right? Obviously Brian Dable, but there is at least continuity with the play calling to know, okay, this is what these guys do best. This is why they trusted me with this job. I'm speaking about Ken Dorsey to keep this position group effective. And we've been talking about several throughout the last couple of weeks with the running back position, the wide receiver. Um, and now we're talking about the offensive line, uh, you know, and, and, We'll talk about the tight end group and special teams next week but for for some reason this is become this and the running game has become the Achilles heel for the Buffalo Bills and we're, we're all sitting here trying to figure out okay what the solution is you know what, what the solution is going to be but unfortunately this league as we know it is evolving so freaking fast, it doesn't matter how much money you spend. Uh, all it takes is one sour apple in the batch to ruin an entire game plan. Someone gets hurt. Then it leads to another person getting hurt. Then it leads to this. It leads to that. It leads to sacks. It leads to pointing fingers. It leads to frustration. It leads to people not wanting to play with tenacity. Um, and it, this This is the thing, right? The Bills, for the first time since the 90s, are literally must-watch television. It is crazy to think about that. I have to pinch myself that, you know, it's like good art, right? This is how you know art is good. It forces you to have an opinion. The Bills are good art. The way they play, what they do, Forces you to have an opinion, and it's forced it, and it and it it has forced the national media to literally crown them right now as the Super Bowl favorites. Which (laughs) I ain't gonna crown nobody a Super Bowl favorite until week six. We'll see how it all pans out and how it starts to look because up until King Henry broke his foot, everyone thought they were gonna steamroll everyone, right? A lot of things happened last year going into the final stretch into the playoffs. And then the bills got hot after the halftime, um, come against Tampa Bay. And this offensive line needs to, if they get punched in the teeth, that's fine, but don't let it phase you is what, if, if I'm talking to this position, position group, don't let it phase you. Don't let it compress who you are, right? Stay in the frequency you're used to. And that group has to be stable for Josh Allen to do what he does. More importantly, if we want to see a guy like James Cook become effective. And I think that's something that is There's going to be a lot of pressure on that kid. I don't care. What anyone says this, this kid's probably going to have the most pressure um, out of, I would say if you're talking about the 53 man roster, I would say, Within the top five of the fifty-three man roster, he's going to have some of the most pressure. I'd say almost top two because of what the Bills are hoping to achieve this year, which is good. I think it's going to be good for him, and it's going to provide opportunity. Um, and and we'll see how they try to utilize him. I want I I love seeing uh you know running back be. Kind of like Alvin Kamara, being able to be a threat in in the wide receiver screen game, in the screen game as well, being able to go out there and catch a pass and you know, put a linebacker on skates to get a first down or even get a, get a deep shot. It, it, I mean, what do you do when you're you're in a split back formation and then they're basically playing three linebackers four down and then you just send out. Right? They're playing man to man or they got two man deep. And you, you literally just send out a running back to mix match on one of their linebackers. You are forcing them. Uh you take this. We're gonna get, we know we're gonna get this underneath now because you can't catch him, or we're gonna throw it over the top to Stephon Diggs or, or Gabe Davis. You name it. Right? The Bills have options. But this offensive line is going to be the core to open up these options. And we're going to see, you know, I, I think that it's going to be, it's going to be cool. I feel like we finally have continuity. We finally have a positive group. Uh, you know, it, it almost feels as though this was Brandon Bean's off season to re to finally, I feel like he, he finally was able to truly reload the way he wanted to in the trenches. In the future, we're going to talk about the defensive line. So, you know, that, that's kind of where I stand right now at the offensive line. I, I think that, you know, just being that bottom of the pack in the in the middle ground of, of, of the NFL rankings, like that, <laughs> that needs to get fixed, right? Five players who appeared in the fewest games earned the worst five PFF grades of the 10 linemen Buffalo used over the season. This was in 2021. But three of those five, played at least 440 snaps, and were major contributors. Deion Dawkins was the best player on the line at left tackle, allowing 25 pressures across 16 games. This was the review of 2021. I go back to this because, you know, th- this was a position group that, you know, uh, had high expectations nonetheless, <laughs> even being 17th on the PFF. And it, it, it's one of those things, it, depth, right? That That's something that, the Bills have have been trying to build even out of the draft, obviously, with who we picked up. And we're gonna see. You know, I, I think that you look at you look at a team like the Rams. Yes, they have zero to none as far as who they've drafted, but what they have done well at is developing talent. Their cornerback that was behind Jalen Ramsey, I believe he was an undrafted free agent, right? Um they picked him off of the practice squad. They ended up just—he became amazing—and then he ended up getting signed somewhere else. But you know, they—they they took time trying to develop him. I believe he was out of Pittsburgh, and that's—that's that's what the Bills need to do. They need to be able to—they need to be able to take guys that are clay and mold them into something great. Because sometimes that's the—that's the best bang for your buck in order to be able to compete in this league. can't always rely on free agency or the first round to get exactly who you want we saw what happened what has happened with AJ Epinesa and I think it's been he is like the anomaly of what you'd expect out of a second round pick with so much high expectation um you're you're wondering what the plan still is for him uh you know we'll see because because of what's happened you know it's interesting but we're talking about young talent. We're talking about what this Buffalo Bills team has to do. And, you know, I, I like that they've been able to develop Deion Dawkins and Spencer Brown, um, you know, Ryan Bates, I Bucker. But, you know, you're, you're wondering going into this year, are we going to have another pickup? Because there are a lot of very competitive games and a lot's going to weigh on their shoulders. So I just wanted to say that. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. To Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I, I again, am your host, Steve Vega. And to all the veterans and first responders out there, you always know I will salute you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you do for our communities, Um, you know, for those that were injured and also, you know, lost their lives in the line of service with the tragedy. You know, my prayer goes to your families, uh, for for your health and everything, you know. um, Just thank you uh, for what you do again, everywhere. Uh, To all Bills fans, thank you for listening again. Have a great rest of your weekend, and go Bills.